Hey everyone, welcome back to the high school reunion shit show. Did you ever forget the name of the podcast? (laughs) Almost, I almost did. It's been a while. It's a clunky name and it's been a month since we recorded, so it's fair enough. Yeah, but we're here with Danielle Pierre and Sadie, of course. How are you doing, Danielle? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. So... What have you been up to since high school? What's been going on with you? Wow. Loaded. <laughs> yeah. What have I been doing for 10 years? 12 um, years. 12 Almost 13 years. You didn't need Sorry. to do all that. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> It'll be 13 I, soon. I just yeah, realized that. Yeah, we're going to. We've lost so much time to this little pandemic situation. It You're telling me. It blows my mind. It blows my, I did my tax returns today and like, I was like, how many of these have I done in the pandemic? It was just, anyway. Yeah. It's been a long time. All, what, have a long you, time. what have you done since high school? I filed my tax return. <laughs> yeah, I did. I filed yeah, so many out. tax returns. I survived pandemic. Um, yeah. So after high school, I moved right out of Chicago or I moved to right outside of Chicago and uh, stayed there for a while. I wanted to become a journalist, but people with that much anxiety should not become journalists. And I figured that out fairly quickly. So yeah, I decided not to do that. <laughs> and I just kind of bopped around for a while. I worked at music venues. I did a lot of temping. Um, I worked in media strategy but for the past year I've been at an ad agency and actually they asked me just a couple weeks ago to become the director of their art gallery so that's what I will be doing come Monday so um yeah that's the the short of it wow that's pretty impressive are you happy with the being the director of an art gallery uh (laughs) Um, yeah, I am. I only hesitate because the title is maybe a little uh, sexier than the actual position um, (laughs) is. Uh, Just because like, well, first of all, I don't know if they're going to give me that title. That's kind of a thing that they are, that my company is a little, I don't know, they're weird about like, they're weird about giving people titles that make them sound impressive. A lot of people don't even know what their title is. It's a pretty small company. It's like 40 people or something like that. It's a 40 person ad agency. So they get, they get away with uh, a lot of wild shit. Um, Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Or just give me the title. So when I like, so my resume looks good as hell when I get out of here. Yeah. Well, do they want you to get out of there? I don't know. No, Um, but I I tend to want to get out of work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I wait. What was the question? I forgot. What have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, if you if you liked uh, like your oh right oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, j- j- just because the person the owner is a little airy fairy with his ideas, which he'll admit to. You know, he'll often say things like, "I have big lofty ideas, and I don't know the first step to making any of them happen." You know, that can be a frustrating dynamic. But, you know, overall, yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm excited to see, like, you know, I have a, a lot of free reign, and I'm excited to see, like, where it goes, where we take it. I have never had this much power <laughs> before. So, uh, do you want yeah, it? I do. 
Hell yeah. I really do. I have a lot of opinions, less so about art and the art world, uh, but more so about labor's rights and workers' rights and like the way I would like to see people treated in the workplace. And that has been something that for the first time, I feel like I can, I don't know, encourage (laughs) in a place where I work because we're constantly collaborating. The goal is to collaborate with artists every quarter, people who aren't internal to the company. And so I've been able to push for things that are maybe mm, a little more, I don't know, equitable than what my company would have necessarily wanted to offer them. So that has been fun. That fucking rules. I love that. I love that so much. It uh, feels really nice. <laughs> yeah, when I was a supervisor, one like, and I quit. One of my supervisees, who then became my girlfriend and then became my ex, um, was like, "Do you have any like self care tips?" And I was like, "Fucking unionize this fucking place." She mm-hmm. tried. It didn't work out, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I love that energy. Thank you. It's it is an energy that has you know it, I, I I don't know I was talking about it to someone the other day and I was saying that I feel like maybe this is a trigger that I am not really realizing is a trigger that like when I see kind of when I see workplace indiscretion (laughs) I get it doesn't matter how shy or reclusive I felt in that position when I see something like that it's like all bets are off I'm gonna talk to whoever I need to talk to and it's definitely gotten me in trouble places it's definitely got me fired places and I think that when you're not high on the rung sometimes you need to choose your battles. So that's something that I'm, I'm learning now because, you know, leadership has different ideas of what proper COVID restrictions look like. But, you know, the demographic of leadership tends to be a demographic that does not really see the realities or maybe that was harsh, who see a specific reality of COVID where, you know, they're able to isolate, they're, they're not friends with first responders, they're, you know, yeah, it's like the they have access to the thing. They have access <laughs> mm-hmm. to resources that like make it less of a threat to them because they can work right. from home. They can afford Instacart and all that bullshit. Like, yeah. 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 And the rest of us, you know, who are not in leadership <laughs> are of demographics that are more likely to be, you know, subjected to the ills of COVID. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel... Like I, I, I struggle a lot with like when to speak up and when to not speak up because my, my instinct is, is like always, but I feel like, you know, that's a little, that energy is a little college undergrad, you know, like just took their first, you know, social sciences class (laughs) or something. I, I love the energy of being too anxious to be a journalist, but (laughs) not being too anxious to like stand the fuck up whenever there's bullshit at work I love that so much yeah I mean well well that was the thing that that made me think like maybe this is you know like a trigger <laughs> because I and I think um another yeah, reason- there's a there's a tinge of hypervigilance to this yeah sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I know. I think for, uh, you know, another thing is that uh, for three years before I did this job, I was a ghostwriter for corporate executives. And one of my topics that they made me do was diversity. 
Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I was the only person of like any marginalized identity at this ghostwriting company because uh-huh. I had to write everything for uh, AAPI History Month, Black History Month, uh, all the LGBTQIA issues, moms in the world. Like I, <laughs> I had to do all of them, and uh, and it was fun. But that means that I spent a lot of time researching like the current state of. DEI in the workplace. And I think that because I spent years writing this stuff, and it's also double blind. So most of the time I didn't know who my clients were and they didn't know who I was. So I couldn't even like know where the work was out in the universe. And so I would just like write all this stuff and just have it in me. And I just put it out into the universe, didn't know where it went. So like I can I, I can speak very eloquently and very pointedly about issues of DEI in the workplace, which is a skill that like most people do not have. Like the average person really struggles to communicate, you know, like why it matters or like what they, like what their needs are and stuff stuff like that. But I just spent like three years just reading all this stuff. And so I feel so justified, you know, like I've (laughs) had a manager call me and tell me that he was disappointed in me because he felt that I underestimated like leadership's vigilance and, you know, like putting up code restrictions or whatever. And on any other topic, like my manager calling me in the middle of the day unannounced is a nightmare. That is a worst case scenario. Don't you ever do that to me. I will, maybe I won't pick up. I don't know. I'm very anxious, but I, we talked for a half an hour and I just like wouldn't back down, you know? So I feel so justified and I feel so like, like somebody has got to do it, you know, but you can't walk around being a martyr because I mean, unless you want to be martyred, but I don't. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. there's a time and place trying to remember. It's hard. (laughs) It's really fucking hard. That fucking, that fucking rules. I'm also not surprised, but upset that to realize that when corporations do like their diversity and collusion shit they just get a ghostwriter oh my god that is not surprising to me at all but it still upsets me well i also found out a few years ago it's like whenever a band at least like in uh like a band in the scene that i used to be a part of like like diy punk and stuff like if if someone and a band gets outed as, as like a mm. rapist or an abuser, like all of those statements are written by the same dude. It's like, mm-hmm. of course they are, but like so yeah. infuriating. So disappointing because yeah. it is a lot of those statements at their best are really kind of poor attempts. <laughs> yes. And yes. to know that like this poor attempt is even worse than you thought it was because yeah. it's just one dude changing the the names and the dates and the times. Yeah, like because like the whole thing is like we want like sincerity and we want change right. behavior. Paying a, a dude like some money to write your statement is not sincere. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Not at uh, all. We all got we all got notes apps on our phones, like right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we've seen enough celebrity apologies at this point. Yeah, you and know. no one can no still no one can do them right. No. All right, so that's the first question. <laughs> uh, I am, that's actually only half of it. 
<laughs> what's the other half? Oh. It was where uh whereabouts are you living now? Oh, I am in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. I stuck around after school. Shout um, out. Yeah. Nice. So you enjoyed out there? Isn't it pretty uh pretty chilly out there? Oh yeah. It's pretty intense. The old the older I get, the less enthused (laughs) I am. But yeah, I mean I like it a lot. Like coming from growing up in New York, I liked the vibe, you know, it's kind of like a a city vibe, but like a a more approachable city vibe, a Midwestern Mm -hmm. nice city vibe. So yeah. Yeah, New York is not approachable. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's approachable. My entire family still lives there. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. So, did you ever see yourself? Yeah, did you ever see yourself being uh, where you are now, back in high school? That's very interesting. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, but I, I sometimes I wonder if I remember less of high school than most people. So I don't know if I know what I saw <laughs> for myself. Yeah, uh, it's funny that Mike and I do this podcast because we also don't remember shit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this is our chance to do some deep psychological unearthing. Maybe we're just Doing nosy. fucking EMDR to fucking mm. re- recall your high school memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out of the interviews you've done, who do you think is the most likely to become famous? And I'm asking oh this God. question because I think it's interesting that you record all of these. And so like hearing a random person speak so candidly about their high school experiences is, I think it's interesting, you know, regardless, but like if one of these people acquire some fame, you guys could be onto some, some good material here. <laughs> that's, that's, true. that's true. I'd yeah. have to look at our episode list that even I never, begin to. I never even thought about that. <laughs> I wonder if Peter Tobergen has a, a type of fame in the magic community, the magic, <laughs> the gathering community. He might I already. I don't know. Famous. What, what's our surprised. podcast called? Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, no, no one, no one's like a public personality <laughs> that mm-hmm. we, that we've interviewed. Huh? Try, I'm trying to. Here, let me pull it up quick. I'm, I'm also up. nervous to name a na- any names while mm. recording. <laughs> Who knows? We'll, we'll we'll find out. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I think that means the answer is you two. Oh no! <laughs> I think that's what that means. The creators of the podcast. Yeah, people, uh. people, people have like I like when I tell people this idea. I'm like I've, a bunch of people were like. You're gonna get famous. This is like this is a great idea. I'm like the target audience. Like the most people we could have listen to our podcast is like 400 people. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like out like I have like maybe two or three friends who didn't go to Nazareth who listen, mm-hmm. but like the appeal like and that's just like I don't know maybe they just like hearing me talk, like. It, it just doesn't have like the yeah the only way it would be it would cross over is like yeah someone gets famous and then like mm-hmm. like fucking tmz finds the yeah <laughs> tmz's hey, what's my down. next question oh well i did i, I skipped one yeah you really <laughs> you really threw us out with that one that's uh, a great question though 
All right. So what since high school has made you the person you are today? I kind of think you might have answered this already, but. What did <laughs> I say, haven't. Mike? I'm curious to know what you heard. I heard a lot about you fighting for equality in the workplace and safer workplace conditions. And anxiety. Has anxiety oh, yeah. made you the person you are today? Yeah. For sure. That's my girl, anxiety. I feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think I would have answered the question pretty much the same way, but maybe the inverse of that is being the, I don't know, the, the target of, um, unjust workplace practices has made me the person who I am. I think especially because I went to a fancy school where they wanted the kids to feel very fancy. And so, you know, there was a lot of like fancy dinners and international trips comps and like, you know, fancy guest speakers and it, you know, that kind of a thing. And like, I'm, I'm between the ages of 17 and 21 and people are treating me like I am something special and I haven't done anything. I'm a student. And then I graduate and then I start working in like kitchens or receptionist conditions or whatever. And the same person who I was the day before, but like now everyone treats me like shit and everyone is justified in doing it because everyone else is being treated like shit. And there are no protections for anyone and people are expected to sacrifice like the integrity of their bodies for dumb shit all the time (laughs) and it's like capitalism doesn't even acknowledge that like you're a human with biological functions like how many jobs are are people on their feet all day or they have to wear uniforms where that are you know bad for their feet or their posture or whatever or they work in like sweltering conditions I'm literally just describing the kitchen I used to work in and you know for no reason (laughs) And, but now all my coworkers are like a much nicer, better preferred like group of people, like real people and not like shitty, snobby, yuppie students, people who I would consider much more deserving of (laughs) fair treatment uh, than fancy children. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so just like going from one, like if I, the, the, the pinnacle of my fancy private school education was when the queen of Dubai sponsored, no, I'm sorry. I'm not sober. (laughs) That's the wrong country. (laughs) One of the queens of Qatar sponsored a trip, started a program where um, students from our campus in Qatar would do a week, uh, would do an exchange with students from our campus. So I went to Qatar on the school's dime for a week and the Qatari students came to our campus and like we show them around for a week. And like, this is wealth like I've never seen before. And like literally they gave us, the day we got there, we were giving gift baskets that included jewelry with Swarovski crystals and just just absolute insane stuff were happening and like I mean you know it was I mean it was like a a PR thing so you know whatever um so it's not like they don't get anything out of it it's not like it was you know yeah something they did because they loved me so much but um (laughs) like that's yeah and then I met some I mean there are a lot of people who are considered royal and I met a student who had some sort of royal title or relation I'm I don't remember and she took us shopping (laughs) 
friend bought me and Abaya their traditional like country women's outfits and like showed me how to wear it. And then I like walked around and pretended I was with her, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, like I could have mistaken you for a cutter. I didn't even notice you under, you know, just like an absolute, like just such a ridiculous display. One that I'm very grateful to have had. It was super awesome. But like, like, what is the function of that? And who does that benefit? And like, at the end of the day, like, I'm still like a pawn, you know, but but it benefits them to present themselves as treating their pawns like their precious things, you know. And then the next day, I start like working service jobs. And, you know, it behooves the company to treat their pawns like absolute garbage. And like, there's value for both for both of those industries, you know, in the way that they do things. And so to circle back around to the question you asked me, Mike, 25 minutes ago, I think that's what made me, <laughs> the person who I am is seeing the arbitrary, completely arbitrary ways that we like stratify and dehumanize people. I fucking love that answer. That really is so hard. I feel and like I'm... you just delivered a dissertation. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, but that's, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, like I had to write this stuff. Uh, I had, a, I had weekly deadlines every week, nonstop for three years. So yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. your stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I feel like this is bad luck to say it. But maybe it's one of those things where you say it, you know, it holds you accountable. Um, <laughs> but I'm currently writing a book on DEI and I have a co-author, someone like an old family friend. And we just ended up having to be happy. We just ended up having <laughs> trouble with this sentence. But an old family friend and I are writing a book on DEI together because we have similar interests and we both feel like there is no positive there really aren't good ref- like reference materials for companies who want to improve, or even if they don't want to improve, who feel like they should improve or who yeah. uh, feel like they can't get away with not improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great idea. That rules. That's yeah. Awesome. So I said it out loud. So what's happening? Yep. I'm going to like send this episode to you like every once a year to like, ah! to have come in. oh my gosh, honestly, that would be, that might be a good kick in the pants. <laughs> All right. I'll have to set a calendar reminder. Can I show you my Abaya? One second. Okay. I have to pull it out because literally there's, n- there's no context uh to where you can like just wear head to toe full-blown muslim garb like in america just walking around yeah oh it's kind of hard to see because it's black and it's dark in here but it's very (laughs) fancy so uh just believe me (laughs) i do believe you (laughs) (laughs) that's that's wild that rules yeah there was an awesome experience it was yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever experience anything like that again. But yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, and the the students there were like, uh, we want to encourage more people to come to our campus because 
we want to prove that like there's an amazing educational system being built here. And so they were saying that like all you girls who got a bias and like all you boys who bought traditional clothing, there should be a day where you all wear it on campus um, and just like walk around and tell people that you're wearing it because like they were gifts from, you know, the other campus. And we were all like, there's no, no universe where we would not be crucified at our ultra liberal campus for walking around <laughs> for a day in, you know, there's, there's no, like, that is a very good marketing idea, but I don't think that, I think that's going to require a lot more nuance and explaining than our undergrad community was able to do. So. Fair enough. Yeah. But it makes me oh, feel yeah. very fancy. So, so if oh, I put yeah. it on, I just wear it in the house. <laughs> That rules. I love that. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to have your high school memory tested? Well, let's do it. All right. Oh, my, it, it looks like I'm at a second. Okay. You just asked all, all right. of them so far, but I did. I, do the I just spaced out. I did do the segue, so it's fair. I mean, this is a very general question now that I'm looking at it. Is there anything from high school you still think about that, or stands out to you? Hmm. Yeah. There was, uh, I don't know, I probably, w- I probably won't talk about it, but there was like a little school scandal that happened um, with a, a student <laughs> and I, I never knew like any of the details, but sometimes I think about that, you know, wondering what happened and my impression was, was always that uh, not, not the right people were held accountable, but I literally don't know any more than that. <laughs> yeah. What was it? <laughs> There, we can talk alfair <laughs> i was of the sexual impropriety genre yeah, yeah i think i know what you're talking about and i also yeah. know nothing about it mm-hmm. yeah so sometimes i wonder about that even to this day is there anything else oh i mean sometimes i think of, in the past few years when the climate got ultra political you know whenever people exclaim about how red Pennsylvania has tended to be I, I'm like I could have told y'all that like I went to school there for six yep. years like nah that purple state is red girl <laughs> I knew that when I was a kid yeah. so I think about that like all the all the warning signs <laughs> yeah but I think that might be it do you guys still ponder about things no not really <laughs> no we don't even I don't I don't remember anything from high school. Mm. I, you know, I remember like certain things I did with my friends on a certain day or like stupid little shit, but as a whole, I can't remember anything. Mm. People will tell me stories like, Oh, you remember that time back in high school, we did this and this I was like, no. Well, have, you, <laughs> well have you heard any episodes where we talk about uh, something that Mike forgot that he did in high school? No, I don't think so. That wow. he uh, like sucked someone off in the locker room. Wow, that's exciting. That's not a memory you should forget. <laughs> it, it was. It was apparently yeah. an unfounded rumor. <laughs> oh wait, so that never happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I was say I think I would remember that one. Yeah. Wow. I mean. Wow. I think like, I don't know how old you guys are, but as late 20 somethings, early 30 somethings uh, here, that's like an exciting story. But yeah, I'm sure like when we were in Nazareth, that's, Nazareth, that was probably the worst rumor you could have. Yeah. 
I didn't even know about it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, it's probably for the best. Yeah, he found out about it on the podcast. That's amazing. And then other people have been like, yeah, I've heard, I heard that. What did you think when you, when present day you heard that that was the reputation of high school you? What did you think? I don't think it was my reputation. I think it was a dumb rumor. But I was just astonished that somebody said that. Why they would say it. Who said it? And like, what was the goal of it? I, like, I just don't mm-hmm. understand. But I don't know. It's just, it doesn't really bother me. I don't really care anymore. That's like when so I heard it, I, I thought it was more entertaining than like anything else. Because who cares now? Like, what yeah. did they name the <laughs> other party? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, hmm. yeah, we fa- like we we actually got an email. Say, yeah, saying that's that. the first time and then it. anthony bricado confirmed it yeah that's exciting do you yeah. guys take requests for people to interview yeah do you this is who i'm the most curious about since high school i'm the most curious about andrew budsock do you remember him we i have tried so hard to get him on emily has had like is trying to get him on oh like Yes, I really want him on. Wow. Uh, and I hope he listens he just, to this. Does he just ghost and not respond? This is, listen, Andrew, yeah. this is me talking. I sat behind <laughs> you in AP bio. Okay. So we have history. At least I have history with the back of your head. And I want to hear from you. <laughs> I want to hear how you're doing because Andrew Budsock is the definition of a glow up. Like, this is the most glamorous man. <laughs> and yes. Uh, I just like I just want to know about it. I want I want tips. I want tricks. I, I want to upgrade myself the way Andrew has upgraded himself. Once I saw him at an airport and I didn't approach him because he looked like a celebrity, and I said <laughs> I, I don't need that today. Yeah, maybe maybe our famous guest hasn't been on yet because it's Andrew. Yeah. yeah, come on the show, please. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from everyone. Yeah, we do want to hear from everyone. I think I just, I think I just want to know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he changed so much and I want to know the story. Yeah, I mean. Is there a story? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I was telling you before we recorded, like, yeah, that's why I wanted to go to a reunion. Because mm-hmm. I was like, who else has changed? So, yeah, if you changed a lot, anyone, what can tell me about it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, want, I want to know how to become that glamorous. <laughs> so I want the, the cheat codes. Hell yeah. All <laughs> right. Is there anything from high school that you were or are still embarrassed about? Ooh. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yes 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 freshman year I think I, I think about this freshman year I was in that com- computers and careers class mm-hmm. and I got kind of yelled at by the teacher for taking too long to log into my computer and like you know the more smoke I got the more nervous I was like typing and I couldn't I just like kept putting my password and I couldn't putting it in and then he walked over and he was like your caps lock is on and he walked away. <laughs> it was 
so embarrassing. (laughs) That's just like a a 14 year old nightmare. So that I remember to this day. Sometimes I think about that. Sounds traumatizing. Yeah, I think I. So who was your teacher? The football coach, I think. Is it Mr. Madsen? That sounds familiar. Wasn't yeah, Mike, I think computers? you're... I, yeah, Mike, I think we had him in that class together, actually. I For some reason, I think you were in that called. class. Yeah, it was like some computer. We had a lot of classes class. together. We did. Mm-hmm. Were you guys homies in high school? Nope. Mm. No. Did this kind of happen because of the podcast? Because of the... Yeah, the Zoom. I... I mm-hmm. went to the hospital, uh, like the psych ward in August. You know where I went after? Hmm. Mike and Kendra's house for four days. Oh, that's nice. It ruled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's Kendra? She's good. She's, she's shaking plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really into the plants lately. Our house is covered in them at this point. But no, she's good. She's it's beautiful though. I love all the yeah. plants. It was so healing to just like they're mm-hmm. both at work and I'm just like doing <laughs> both, like watching like three movies a day surrounded by plants and cats. It was great. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, no, she's doing well. We're settling down a bit. Mm. <laughs> we're getting older, so we're pretty calm. We she's got nice. a good job. I have a decent job. We're we're happy right what now. What do you guys do? I am a mechanic at a golf course. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Sounds fancier than it is. It's, <laughs> it's just a I, mechanic. I imagine the eavesdropping at a golf course, though, was pretty good. Oh, I don't, I don't see the members at all. I, I hide in my, my building. Mm. I don't, I don't want to deal with those people. They're very rich, stuck-up, mm-hmm. snobby people. I don't want to. Yeah. The few times I've ever had to interact with them, it's always like either I'm in the way of them like trying to hit their golf ball because I'm trying to fix mm. something on the course and they're mad at me. Or like it's just in passing and they'll just like or usually they think that I work there and I can do something for them. <laughs> so it's I don't know. I don't I don't mess with the members. They're not nice yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at a a fine dining restaurant right out of college. And, uh, you know, like bottles of wine that are like $1,200 or something. And it was, the the clientele was pretty rough. Uh, Yeah, it's it's hard to be at the service of, (laughs) at the service of wealthy people. Yeah, Kendra was doing banquet serving at the country club um, years ago. I, I can't imagine doing that. Mm. She just rich weddings, rich, rich mm-hmm. people's weddings and stuff. Oh man. But no, she actually is working for the, for the state now. Mm. Nice. So. She's mm. got to get me my money. Like I was, even a, <laughs> I was approved. I won my court case and I like a month ago and I'm still waiting for my unemployment. Nice. Did you have to, was this court case for like, uh, like owed unemployment insurance? It, yeah. Well, um, I was, so I quit due to disability, um, and like failure to provide accommodations. 
Um, so I had to go to prove that I couldn't do that job uh, wow. even with accommodations. Um, and I won. And so, there's $10,000 just with my name on just sitting somewhere Ooh. and it's not my bank account. Yeah, Kendra. It's her she, money. She, <laughs> she can't, can't help you. She can't because it's, help me. She knows, yeah, no. yeah, she knows her. So it's no, she knows Sadie. She doesn't know the name associated with that money. She <laughs> <Yeah>. knows Sadie. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, but she also doesn't get to like pick people. She has to like go through the the system. She's just. Yeah. I know. Girl. I know. I. It's just. It's just. <laughs> it's just. I really do need that money. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I hear you. You'll get it. Well, congratulations on winning your settlement. I'm sorry you had to you. do any of that in the first place. Oh but... my god, I. I had to go up against my old boss, who I would consider my abuser. Oh my so like, and I had <gasps> no ex. I did not know she was gonna be there. It was awful. I had the worst panic attack I've had in like a year um, after wow. that, um, and I still won. Like yeah, the, the like so like I went on FMLA and then I quit um, while on FMLA, and then like two days later, I found out my favorite client died. Um, mm. so God bless me being on FMLA during that. Cause I don't know if I could have survived having to work with that news and, um, but yeah, like their case was that I didn't like ask for accommodations outside of FMLA and like, mm. which was technically true. And the judge asked my boss, like, so what if, if Sadie asked for accommodations, what would you provide it? And my boss said shorter work days. And just like, mm-hmm. I was like, I just won. Cause like, mm-hmm. I yeah. very clearly established that I definitely could not do that work, that that work was exacerbating my PTSD to like an insane degree. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she'll work shorter at days but still have the same workload like that's gonna make yeah. it better oh well <laughs> she didn't mm-hmm. say the same workload part but i know that that's what would have happened I'm right very confident Damn. well anyway <laughs> fuck yeah work. yeah um, oh for sure yeah, yeah. i um <laughs> i that's it that's such a tricky territory that i so I developed Crohn's disease a few years ago. And so having to like juggle disability laws in the workplace has been so confusing and it's very frustrating <laughs> because like, I'm like a native English speaker. I have health insurance. Both of my parents have always worked at medical institutions. So like, you know, I have access to a lot of savvy and resources and I'm still so confused all the time. And I'm, and I still always feel like not very secure all the time, you know? Yeah. It's such a pain in the ass. It is. It's a nightmare. I hate having disability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what was your biggest crime from high school? How's that first segue? Just (laughs) <laughs> no segue at all what was my biggest crime yeah 
It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be necessarily a breaking of the law. It could be mm-hmm. a crime of morality. Mm-hmm. Well, the person I was in high school was a, you know, a role model, an all-American, God-fearing, Bible study attending, upstanding citizen. And so my big crime of passion in high school was my was when I didn't show up to my very last gym class of my senior year. I skipped it to read my C.S. Lewis book in the locker room instead of going to play volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm a bad ass cowboy in this locker room (laughs) yeah that's an incredible answer oh my god (laughs) and two years a couple years i think like the last thanksgiving my family had in person i made like a big show of telling them this story and i was like hey dad want to hear about me cutting class in high school bet you didn't know i was doing that you know, made a big show. And then I told them what, you know, the story and they likewise thought it was ridiculous. It's so funny. But yeah, I mean, I was subversive. I don't know what to tell you. That Oh my God. I can't get over how fucking funny that is. (laughs) I was really proud of that. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? It's the last class. I'm not going to humiliate myself in gym class on this celebratory day. I'm not doing it. You had, you had, you had four years of this. Okay. And you're not getting today. Yeah. So I'm going to go read a book in a corner. That's so funny. <laughs> I fucking love that. Okay. Yeah, I loved it too. Oh, brilliant. Is there any drama that happened in high school that seemed big then, but doesn't matter now? Yeah. I was not elected to the executive board of the key club. Yeah. Do you feel called out, Sadie? Do you feel called out, Sadie? Called out? Well, I don't maybe even know. you didn't vote for me. And just I didn't maybe even know you're what, the I, reason. I didn't even know what the key club is. I still don't know what it is. I don't know um, what it is either. Oh, no, not the key club. I wasn't key club. I'm confusing. National Honor Society. I wasn't I elected. I wasn't in that either. Oh, okay, yeah, but but all of our, you know, the people we hung out with, yes, were all, all of our in friends it. were in it. Yeah, and then they all we we all ran for the executive board, and they all got it except for me. And I was like, wow, I feel so left out, and I just, you know, it was it was so distressing at the time. But as I said before, you now I couldn't even remember the name of the club, so. <laughs> um, in that for all of us i guess and to be That's i would have voted for you for sure <laughs> i really would have thank you i believe that thank you well yeah. I, did you guys have big drama not that i remember no or well like i i did like freshman year i did date a girl and then she broke up with me and then i dated one of her friends two weeks later Ooh, that's spicy yeah, and then when I dated that first girl, her best friend had a crush on me. And uh, so that kind of sucks. But yeah, that's, I mean, it wasn't really that big for me, but there was definitely drama around me and maybe drama because of my actions. <laughs> but I think you're, that's you're literally that 
you're literally that drag race dream meme am i the villain i'm not the villain <laughs> that's you you're the villain i'm not the villain <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that the first one, like she broke up with me and then accused me of dating her only to get close to her friend. And it's like, what are you talking like? That is mm. not what I was doing. Mm. Did you have any drama, Mike? No, not really. I, I got along with pretty much everyone. I'd say the rumor, but like I didn't even know about that back then. So I can't really <laughs> say mm-hmm. that it was distressing back then. What was your I mean, scene? Were you like, did you do sports or debate or what drugs? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I played hockey. It was my big thing through most of high school. That was like my life. But my senior year, well, the summer before senior year, I decided to start doing drugs really hard. Wow. <laughs> and then my parents sent me to rehab for senior year. So. Mm. for the whole year no i was there from i think it was like thanksgiving until the middle of january so like two months damn that's a long stay yeah no it wasn't bad though yeah i mean because just like 30 days is like normal for like a short term i don't know for me it was like a vacation because they sent me to florida in the middle of winter Ooh, like yeah. <laughs> oh my god two months and i don't have to go to school or anything mm-hmm. all right i can do that <laughs> well, would that be part of your um things that made me who i am uh answer yeah i would say for sure because that was the first time i was ever really out of like you know the bubble of either hockey or nazareth mm. and i got to meet a bunch of different people from all different lives and you it kind of taught me like you know that you really don't know what's going on with somebody no matter who they are where they're from like everybody's got crazy shit because like some of these Mm -hmm. people you would look at them and they're like they look wealthy and well kept and they function properly like you know but you never really know with anybody what's going on so it kind of set my mind to be like more empathetic at a pretty nice. early early age mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's a skill that some people never develop yeah we i think sure. we've seen that a lot of that the last couple of years here mm. <laughs> all right do you have any good memories from high school mm-hmm. yeah a lot of my good memories are hanging out with you. Oh, hell nice. yeah. Yeah, and like that whole gaggle of AP English kids. A fucking crew. Um, a crew. The crew and, and then... Woo! Also there. Oh my god. Was, was he a Jehovah's Witness? Yes. Wow. Okay, I asked, okay so this is a high school mystery that I, I would... I would be curious to know if you could expand on um this might also be touching too much on someone else's trauma but i just have a memory okay okay great but, but i, I, just I have, am i'm personally curious yeah i just have memories of him being like in school being like very very dedicated to his religion the rules and stuff of his religion and then just having this like really filthy 
persona on the internet. Yes. Do you remember this? I do that, remember that. I could you never t- tell what level about- of. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. The I one. I never remember like the- what level of irony he was on and like how serious <laughs> he was. I. I took it as serious. Yeah. The only one, like, I, like, very distinctly remember, like, on one of like posts, he said something about yeah. like a hand job or something, and I yes. was like, I "Was like, what the yeah. fuck?" I yeah, that's what I remember. I remember him kind of like coming for her pretty consistently and explicitly on the internet, and being just shocked, <laughs> just shocked and appalled. Just so horny, and then I will. Yeah. Do you have any specific good memories? Other Do than I have any what? specific good memories other than just the general of hanging out with the people from your English class, the ones that were cool? Do I have any specific memories? I mean, once I invited a handful of people over to my place for like a movie day, we were going to watch movies all day and it was pretty fun. Um, and everyone was responsible for bringing a movie. Oh, and I think we watched cute. three. And then I was like, okay, now I want to show my favorite movie. Um, and then 20 minutes into it, everyone got up and left. What was the movie? Uh, because they hated my movie so much. It was Moulin Rouge. Uh, um, <laughs> no, and, I've heard of it, uh, obviously. but Okay, mm-hmm. I feel your pain because <laughs> I wanted to watch Gladiator on my birthday mm-hmm. when Sadie was up here. And they both gave me shit. And then they were talking through the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a four-hour movie. No, it's not that long. It's like two and a half. He also, well, he also <laughs> spent, he spent an entire hour trying to get it set up so he could like, it's like he had it on like DVD, but had to do a whole thing to try to get to play on the TV. And then mm-hmm. she spent an hour trying to get the DVD to play on the TV <laughs> and then just bought it on Amazon. <laughs> Yep. And then I just Kendra paid the and I just talked for the entire time, and he was so he kept shushing us. He's like, "This is a, this is the part where he says the thing." <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. My favorite movie. Nobody likes it. Nobody ever wants to watch it. I mean, lots of people like that it. movie. You just need to hang out with more dads. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like that I was, was the theme of that weekend. It was my my dad energy. Yes. Apparently. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> he smoked a brisket and just had to check his meat like constant. <laughs> wow, that is but that's like the best kind of, of dad energy. That's the party dad. Yeah. Brisket dad. I can do that. <laughs> are, are we recording again? No, we're always we've all we've been recording. It's just I will edit oh, okay. out. I'll fix it in post. Got it. We'll if do I it in fix post. It, I'll it. I'll take out the Chop it up. stuff <laughs> yeah post, no pervy stuff <laughs> that's when i'm gonna i'm gonna like just bring it back well i'm gonna bring it back before but i'm gonna keep in no pervy stuff yes g rated <laughs> i don't know if that's what this podcast is but <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> all right any favorite teachers or classes I mean, of course, AP Psychology with Mr. Angsat. That was nope. the man, the legend. What a nice man. The last thing he ever said to me was, you're going to make a difference in this world. And I'll never forget that because then I cried in the hallway. Oh, um, <laughs> 
So shout out to him. Also, Miss Zelinsky's AP English class. Yep. Um, that was great. It was way too hard. I've never, I brutal. I have three degrees. I have never taken a yeah. that hard since then. No, me neither. I <laughs> I have not written a 20-page paper since junior year no. of high school. Absolutely not. For what? No. Um, but I really loved the class. I yes. honestly, I didn't really care for any of the literature we read that year. I hated her taste in literature, but she was the nicest person and just a great teacher, like a really, um, you know, she really kind of was very serious about making sure we, yeah, it was you know, intense. Yeah, it was intense very intense but also the vibes were great because you know it was a good crew the crew the crew was great the crew was great i can't believe there were people in our crew who were canoodling that's so interesting yes wow you i mean you heard the spiciest part of my senior year was reading ceaseless in the bathroom so uh you know i didn't know i was I was uh, liaisoning with such spicy teenagers. Yeah, I I was like offended. Like, (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? You're ruining the dynamic of the crew. Yeah. (laughs) You just yokoed the crew. Like, don't, like, what are you doing? (laughs) The vibes are off now. (laughs) That's so funny. It's so, it's so funny. But I didn't think I was cool enough to know people who fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. I mean, they didn't fuck. Oh, oh, right, right. That was they were going uh, to fuck at. Like, I don't know how they would have gotten away with that. Like, that's pretty disrespectful to to fucking at your uh your hyper religious friend's house. Yeah, that I was like, yeah, I was like, of, of all people, yeah, of all people, you could do that at, like, what? But you know doing? what? She did have a lot of land, though, so maybe that was the plan. Was like out in the woods. But it's like, you know, Kristen <laughs> had that big room. I got to delete all mm-hmm. of this, but I got. <laughs> I'll have to save it because this is a great. This is great conversation. Even yes. though it's illegal. Not illegal, but do you um, ever listen to podcasts where they the way they just like uh, make a funny noise and then they just like paste that funny noise over everyone's names? Yeah, that's what you should do. Leave in the good stuff. (laughs) It it is really juicy. I mean, if I don't edit this stuff out of this podcast, it's gonna be so long. But (laughs) I I am I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um. What was it? Well, it's like because just had that big ass like like Mm -hmm. bonus room. Like it's not like we all were hanging out like, like at a, like a college party. Everyone's hanging out in different rooms and shit. Like it's weird. There was there was what like maybe ten of us, maybe mm-hmm. not even, and we all just were in the same room unless we we're going to the bathroom. So like, how would like <laughs> disappeared? Like <laughs> it would it, it just would have been so obvious, and maybe that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Wow dang that's so interesting it's nuts that's amazing wow this new context is has just really shook my world yeah i'm happy to provide it it's 
<laughs> it's nuts. I totally forget. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even... I think it's so much fun learning things, like, in the, like, that have already happened, like, so long ago that you didn't mm-hmm. know. I love learning stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you think you know everything about that, like, your past life or, like, you know, what has happened in your life in the past. And then you learn some new shit. It's like, oh, know. your friends like, are sexting. It's it's a very unique, like, mm. feeling. But it's, like, so joyful. It's like, oh, my God. You know, it's, yeah. like, uh, puts you back in that frame of mind, like, back in the day. We'll have yeah. to do another, another, like, meetup so they can have sex. Oh, <laughs> we're going to complete the story 10 years later. <laughs> Pandemic love story. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to enable that. <laughs> it, I mean, it'd be fun to see y'all. I don't want to enable weird <laughs> sex. <laughs> I remember that you used to dabble in writing erotica. Did that go? How far did that go? It went nowhere. Cool. It went nowhere. Cool. Sometimes I, I, uh, I. I'm currently in this weird place where I've been working as a dog walker. Like I burnt out. I was working in social work. I burnt the fuck out. Um, I experienced workplace abuse like multiple times and burnout, got a job as a dog walker and then got pneumonia. So I'm like, mm. I like, it's like, should I like, just, should I go back to that? <laughs> mm. And I, I've had multiple times in my life where I'm like, I should just like, cause like you can just sell that shit on Amazon, like on like Kindle, like store. Cause most people buy that stuff as eBooks anyway. Cause yeah. you don't want to be walking around with like a mm-hmm. book that says like lesbian butt stuff or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, but like having lesbian butt stuff on your phone is totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do remember that make you an, pre- make it an audio book. I do remember that you edited by erotic fiction i did <laughs> and gave me extensive comments on it i did <laughs> like Wait, you editing know my, my college term paper but it was yeah my erotic <laughs> i took it real seriously girl and guess what when i did it i was not alone i yes. had a good friend i lived in like the communications yes. dorm and i had a good friend who was uh, a film major and she wrote yeah, screenplays. i think you explained that, that in, in your email yeah. i i recruited someone <laughs> that is it's so fun like one of my one of my friends was just like you end up in really weird situations like all the time and i'm like yeah i think i make them happen <laughs> like yeah one of my friends and one of her friends edited my like pornographic writing <laughs> it was so entertaining it was and th- i think this is why it was so interesting because like when you read someone's erotic fiction you're like entering their erotic world you know (laughs) and if you're not sleeping with them then how would you know any of it yeah and then also like (laughs) I remember one specific comment but like also like I like had a crush on someone because I think the one I sent you was like the trampoline one 
like mm-hmm. wanna like wanna like I had a crush on someone who like mm. that was like her fantasy. <laughs> so it wasn't mm. even like my I mean it was probably a lot influenced by my own interests at the time. That's an achievable fantasy. It is. That's, that's, that's also that's a, a very nice gift. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and then for her birthday, she like she asked me to write her like a story, and I did. And that fantasy was like in a candy factory. Ooh, I I this is a fun. <laughs> yeah, this is is this like really... an erotica for children? Trampolines and candy stores. <laughs> <laughs> no jesus christ oh my god <laughs> no we were both adults at the time um, and that's just what her interests were i don't know what to tell you um yeah wow this is no, really no brought that's up not some, what i meant <laughs> like this has really brought up some sadie history that's been like long forgotten from the public yeah. mind um, i think that's a really nice uh little couples exercise I think yeah. that's that sounds very cute. Yeah, it was fun. I just I don't even know if I want to say this. Yeah, I just, you do. I remember a co- like the one comment I remember because I don't have that anymore. Your comments. Uh, I definitely wish I did, but I remember one of like, you know, it ends with a cum shot, and, and you're like. Like, women don't actually like that. And my response was like, I bisexual and I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yes, like, exactly. That's why I thought of that. Because, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, it's all a self-report. Like, like, me saying, like, women don't like that is a self-report. And you writing that cum shot scene is a self-report. That's why it's so interesting. <laughs> I'm keeping that in, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, people need to know about about the uh, the history of your erotic literature. It's very funny because now I like I want nothing to do with sex. I want to pretend it's not real. <laughs> so like like I'm practically asexual. So the, the fact that I used to write that is very funny, and also that's why I won't. Like, even though I'm like, oh, like, I could, like, write, like, put shit on Kindle. It's like, I would, mm. I would just relapse. <laughs> like, because I would just, mm. I don't like it. Um, it's overrated. Would you ever put your old stuff that you've already written out there? Make a little money on some existing <laughs> intellectual That's a good property? idea. I feel like I'd have to make, I'd probably, I'd probably have to add content and I probably have them somewhere like because I like like I sent them to that girl so that like they're probably in Facebook messages mm, yeah I'm not I I don't really want to look at that <laughs> hmm. like uh, like you know like like you look at your Facebook memories from 10 years ago and you like oh, yeah. cringe imagine reading your erotic <laughs> from 10 years ago <laughs> I think I think that would, at the very least, send me back to inpatient. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I would just claw out of my own skin. Like, yeah. Ooh, like, cause you know, like, yeah. No, I like my sexuality and my gender and all that stuff has yeah changed so much since then. So it's just like a just a trap for just 
fucking that's for the patreon we always joke about like oh that's the patreon mm. episode that's a fucking <laughs> patreon episode you have to pay us like 300 dollars a month and you can hear me read my own erotica and then hear wow. me end my life maybe maybe you uh, uh what is it called fiverr fiverr that app where you can get like people to do gig work you hire a voice actor to do it Ooh, interesting you know yeah what Get someone if, very serious to read um, to read college erotica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, yeah. that's how lonely I was in college. <laughs> like, that's a pretty functional way to channel your loneliness. Yeah, I guess some Honestly, people like, I was impressed that you wrote it. I thought it was very brave, and I thought it was very brave that you solicited editing, too. It's extremely funny. And <laughs> it's so funny because it's just... If I did that now, it would be extremely out of character for any of that to happen. Like, <laughs> to write that stuff, admit to it, and then send it to someone I know who I'm not involved with. <laughs> I can't imagine him making any of those decisions. I made those decisions, and I have no idea how or why I made them. <laughs> <laughs> there it's a great fucking story it's fucking hilarious <laughs> i don't know why what was going on i mean i was very depressed and very just i don't know desperate for any sort of escape and that's one way to do it i guess mm-hmm. um because i didn't have drugs yet <laughs> all right so on that note <laughs> Oh my god, this is a great segue! Hi, do you have any high school re- romantic relationships, crushes, or teacher crushes? Oh my god, I didn't even do that on oh. purpose. That's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who in high school did I want to do lesbian butt stuff with? <laughs> you know, like your like your book. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm writing a book too, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> We should we should get together and like sell them as a package deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you buy this DEI textbook, you'll also get this lesbian <laughs> stuff written by Sadie's yes. pen name. Yes, yes, Sadie's pen name. I don't remember having correct. Well, I mean, I'll never remember his n- name, but there was some football player who I sat next to in math, and he was really nice. And he was like really tall and really beefy, but like that, that could literally be anybody. Um, yeah, that I, <laughs> like I don't even remember his face is like a blur. I don't remember. I just, is this like an actual blur. memory? I, or it's you one like of just... three people probably. <laughs> was this like an actual memory where you're like just watching Friday Night Lights or something? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it was real. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember thinking, I mean, we just had a very casual, like, chat, like, you know, class friends relationship. And I just remember thinking this is the hunkiest person who I know in in real life, but not hunky enough to be memorable, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But besides that teacher crushes? uh, I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, Mr. Angstat, that elderly man who taught me AP psychology. But besides, oh, you know what? There was a, a history teacher who was very charismatic and like, he was like kind of young 
I think he did like sophomore and junior year history kind of swarthy. Mr. Goldstein might have been Mr. Goldstein. There's also yeah. Mr. Cole, who was I don't think younger. I had a Mr. Cole. Uh, definitely not Mr. Kemeter. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> old fucking pervert ass bitch. Um, <laughs> I remember he used to wear. Uh, I I used to always notice how tight his slacks were, and Mr. Um, Kemeter. I <laughs> no, <laughs> I think Mr. Goldstein. Um, and I yeah I remember yeah. him. I think I, I he was one one day I was just sad. And he approached me and like asked me if I was okay and like how I was doing. And that was literally the first time anyone had ever done that in my entire life. And it made a big impact. And yeah, that, um, and, and that gives me cr- crushes on people too. Like, yeah, if they show any, a chance. any caring energy, I'm just like, oh, God damn it, I'm in love with you now. Yep. Yep. Well, fuck you. And thanks for checking up on me. <laughs> that's cute yeah i think i think i remember thinking he was cute but i i cannot pick like i cannot picture him mm-hmm. like he was one of the history club advisors so like i was like around him a bunch even though i never had him and i cannot picture him but i think that also makes- not cute enough to be memorable i mean you know a nazareth pennsylvania eight is a what a two in the real world come on <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding it's a lovely place Mm. it looks kind of on the record it looks kind of nice in some places but i don't know like no seems a little subjective Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't want to come across too harsh you know Uh, i think it's fair to be harsh um (laughs) any dramatic friendship breakups Ooh, no hmm no. Fair. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it either means you had no friends, which I know isn't true, or you had no drama, which is that's good. Um, yeah. Or at least no memorable drama. Um, any rumor? This is Mike's favorite question. I'll let him ask it, even though no one ever has an answer for it. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, is there any rumors you've heard about yourself or about anyone else that you remember? Hmm. I mean, the things that stand out, the, the only things I remember are kind of like really like dramatic, like traumas <laughs> yeah. um, and like things I didn't know about. Yeah, the only I like did... rumor I remember is something I would never say on air. Yeah, I do remember hearing about a football team party that they threw at one of the members' houses while his family was on vacation. He told them that his family would be on vacation and that they could take his keys and throw a party. And they got caught because someone found an article of women's clothing in the master bedroom or something. And it was like a big drama. But like, when I tell you this is pure, I overheard it in class because I, I would never know like I said like I, I did not know people who were partying and leaving <laughs> their clothing in someone else's home oh yeah yeah Fun. did you guys know of that party no <laughs> I don't know the way Mike's face was I was like fuck were you were you there is or no. were those your panties no Mike? when he started I was like mm. 
No, but it does remind me of someone else that did a similar thing. Except mm. they had moved out of the house. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about because you talked about yeah, it. And they threw before. some big ass parties. Yeah. But no, that wasn't that one. What? Uh, were, were there any? I highly doubt it. But were there any rumors about me that you heard, Sadie? No. Yeah. Yeah. Because nope, the girls didn't know I was sneaking <laughs> into the locker room to read books. So <laughs> well, that didn't even happen until like the last day of high school. So <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Right. I mean, I've seen you since high school, so I guess I could have heard about that, but <laughs> all right. Any regrets? Ooh, I mean, I don't know if regrets. Regrets might be harsh, but I feel like, you know, I feel like it would have been so much easier for me to have an easier time because, yeah, just like I think there was a lot of stuff I was really confused about. Like people would always remark uh, about my mood and I never really understood what they were talking about. Like people would always dance around saying, you know, you seem to be like depressed or anxious or whatever. And I just didn't get what they were saying. And I feel like maybe if people knew how to talk to me about it, if I knew how to talk about it, then like maybe like there are a lot of very approachable things (laughs) you know or like tools I could have had that could have made it a lot easier it didn't really it didn't need to be that intense but you don't know what you don't know yeah um so so I would I would say maybe that and if I do ever think about oh what are some high school experience? I'm, I'm currently watching Euphoria. And so. Oh my God. Um, it's not. I, I watched that first episode uh, and I was in the fetal position the entire time because I was so stressed out yeah. and literally triggered. Like, and I was like, I can't, I can't watch it. This <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I cry every I episode. It's, yeah. So it's quite, super intense. Quite the series. So your regret yeah, is that you didn't live like that. No, no, I think my regret is that I did not like, like just have fun. You know, I took everything yeah. so seriously and I feel like it would have been so nice to just like relax. And it, I mean, you know, I guess I would like to feel like I've, I feel like every phase in your life is like kind of special, you know, there are pros and cons to everything. And I feel like I didn't get to experience the pros of like being a young person with minimal like responsibilities and stuff like that um I feel that you know I should have like you know kissed boys and like <laughs> drank alcohol and you know ate drugs and like oh <laughs> uh, yeah like stuff like <laughs> stuff like that um, read more books in the locker room heck yeah <laughs> what if heck you yeah. like snorted a line of a drug off the book <laughs> and then read it <laughs> wow that sounds, that just sounds like a great night at home. It sounds like an episode of Euphoria. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like it's, a, it's, a, it's, uh, I don't know. This is, I guess I personally feel like when you become an adult, uh, it is, I, I feel like it is harder for me to be looser <laughs> and like, it's harder to release your inhibitions as an adult just because like there's so much more on the line. So even if emotionally I feel like it wouldn't stress me out as much, it's like, well, you know, I have jobs and bills and I don't know. There's too much responsibility now. I should have had more fun when I when I had less shit to do. 
yeah that's yeah, sad. I feel all of that <laughs> i mean i went i went loose in college and after college but yeah i feel that mm. for high school yeah i think i had my fair share of fun when i was young yeah you mm. went to rehab I, well even after that like in college and shit like I, I never really gave a shit when i was younger about anything and hey. now now that i give a shit now it kind of sucks because <laughs> mm. now it's all coming back to haunt me mm-hmm. yeah i do remember one of the sleepovers we had at Kristen's, like when i was 21 and no one else was 21 yet and like peter and i split a bottle of jameson and then i threw up on myself <gasps> at like five in the morning i remember this yep i remember that because mm-hmm. i was like taking shots of it and peter's like no you just sip it and i was like whatever fuck it wow i yeah, never i never had a healthy relationship with alcohol <laughs> <laughs> does anyone really like is mm, ever, fair yeah really healthy mm, it's fair <laughs> i almost got two years without it um nice. yeah um not so much on the other stuff but it's, that's fine any apologies you would like to make or sins you would like to reveal dang apologies sins i mean no i'm not apologizing for anything even if i did do anything wrong i don't feel like it <laughs> yes i love that because the like every single episode someone is like i don't have anything specific but if i ever hurt you like let me know we can talk it out whatever like i am sorry well and you're like yeah fuck it <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, you're, you're the girl who skipped class to read C.S. Lewis, so, like, <laughs> the level of harm that you likely have caused is pretty low. Like, I would assume. Um, I definitely never had beef with you, so, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, nice. I think you're good. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And also, I don't know, I think sometimes at at my at my big age, (laughs) I've become really selective about the emotional labor I want to do. So, you know, and a a real apology is a lot of work. I fucking feel you. Yeah. So my body's not even like able to do that sort of thing anymore. It just burnt Mm. all the way out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's real work. It's physical, mental. Yeah yeah like having to be rich to nice or nice to rich dog owners in center city philadelphia (laughs) i don't i can't i just like don't do it i just can't Mm -hmm. i just don't say anything if y'all have anything nice to say don't say it at all all right the last (laughs) thing we have uh and there's no requirement for this but you have been doing this throughout the episode is any questions for us oh my gosh so interesting yes well okay i knew that so... would be your answer <laughs> i like was like oh, i should just skip it because she's gonna ask <laughs> so mike i don't have a i don't have a question for you but more of a suggestion you mm-hmm. heard me mention to sadie that i think it's so cute to write your partner customized erotic fiction and i don't have a partner you have a whole wife so i think you guys should do that exercise and then i mean i just think it i just think it's cute should we try and report back i i you know i thought it would be too forward to suggest yeah that's the patreon episode (laughs) 
you know, I did, I did, I did want to ask you to report back. Maybe just how you're, don't know specifics. Maybe just, just how it went. Like the emotional arc. Like you don't need to say yeah. the content of the the fiction or the content of yeah. what maybe the fiction inspired after it was read. Just like mm-hmm. the emotional experience of what it's like to write something like that for someone you love and what it's like to read. So like, yeah, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. If I had a partner, I would do that. Yeah, but- yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, maybe this is an idea that is born of being in a quarantine by myself for two years. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, I hey, you. maybe you surprise her with it, right? Write something on a postcard, put it in her purse, and, you know. And if you don't want a postcard, be- I, I feel like a postcard is not big enough for no. an erotic <laughs> novel. <laughs> you should. Well, I mean, <laughs> you should um, look up. Like, if you need inspiration, just look up the erotic letters of James Joyce. Um, oh. <laughs> wait, when you were here, did you, did we show you that erotic book we found in her grandmother's apartment? No. It's called The Pearl. It has, like, a hundred or more little short erotic stories. And they're from, I think it was written in, like, the early 1900s or late 1800s. It, oh, and it's so raunchy. But it's hilarious because, like, you literally can open it to any page and it's, like, the raunchiest, like, old English spoken oh erotic novel stuff. Fuck. I would... L- See, I can only engage with that sort of I'm content. I'm so surprised we didn't show you. Yeah, I can only engage with that sort of thing if I'm stoned. But getting, like, having an edible and reading through that sounds fascinating. Yes. Yeah. When her grandmother went to move into her place, we went there to clean out the kitchen cabinets and stuff before she moved in. And it was in the kitchen cabinets. We mm. pulled it out. We and we just started reading some of it and we're I mean, that was a fantastic evening. That was so <laughs> much fun. But we couldn't stop. We sat there for like three hours just reading like wow. all these passages. <laughs> And cracking up it yeah so fucking good. old school erotica that just sounds so fascinating mm-hmm. no and we took the book though we're like we can't corrupt a grandmother we have to keep this <laughs> it sits on our bookshelf now <laughs> yeah i'll have to come back so you guys can show me that mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the title the pearl um a euphemism for something very obvious no i don't know it's just Probably like didn't. a cut. It's really fucking thick. It's like almost like a Bible, but it's a collection of a shitload of like short stories, like ten page stories. Did they know? Like, did they know the clitoris existed back then? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because I was like, "Is that what the pearl is?" Actually, you know? I think. Plans? Actually, I, I think it did. I think we've read passages where they called it like the magic bean or something. Okay. A similar okay. nature okay. but yeah oh it's hilarious to see i mean women probably knew it existed men still don't oh. <laughs> <laughs> i like the term magic bean though i say we bring magic bean back <laughs> it just sounds like you're like flicking like a jack and the beanstalk reference yeah like. sounds like you're in an adventure time episode <laughs> i like it <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great suggestion. Yeah. This is, the, this is, this is such a good episode of Super <laughs> Wild Ride. 
Here yeah, we go. I'm... It really, it really it's, like... Vic, it's Victorian erotica from 1879. Wow. <laughs> 1879. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a different I think world. It's the same one. That's a different cover, but... Yes, a, different a, edition. Journal, a journal of... I don't even know that what that word is. I don't know how to say those symbols, but it's voluptuous reading. Voluptuous. <laughs> how much do you want to bet that uh, sales for this book just go through the roof after you publish this episode? <laughs> There's like 80 people who buy it. <laughs> Hang on. Should, should I put an Amazon FBA link in? We can throw it in the show. <laughs> yes! yes <you> <laughs> Yes, this, episode, this episode is brought to you by the pearl mm-hmm. uh, put, put an offer code cold code shit show to receive five percent off your purchase of the pearl that's that's Just a joke maybe, i can't promise click the link that. in the show notes go get your copy here i'm actually i'm gonna here i'll put it in chat you guys can check it out if you want oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm not going to check it out right now, but yeah, maybe later. Yeah, but no, it's <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. I would send you my copy, but now it's <laughs> written I by just... anonymous. No one wanted to take credit for this. I can't believe that. Yeah, well, I, it's... anonymous. What is that f word? Journal of what? Fucking. F A C E T. Oh, I have no idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> this I'll have to. What? I'll edit out this part where we're like learning how to read. Yeah. <laughs> Facetia. I no idea. Tell you. Wow, uh, it's a dirty word we don't know. That rules. <laughs> I I really I'm pretty sure this is the one. It just looks like a different edition, but yeah, it should just be a whole bunch of different little short stories. <laughs> it's so fantastic, though. It's like Victorian era, era English. Like it was an erotica magazine. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> wow, this is the original penthouse, guys. <laughs> that rules. That rules so hard. All right, do you have yeah, any other weird. questions? Oh, well, I just looked it up. Facetiae is pornographic literature. Mm, okay. Yeah. So now... It's, it's definitely the right one, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that sounds right. Um, any other question? I want to know, like, my this might be might be presumptuous but i kind of assume that i don't know my impression is that someone who does a project like this has some sort of like fondness or affection for high school um or the people there or something like revisiting it which i do not um and so i was curious about hmm it's the curiosity yeah, like what your overall impression of of your time in high school was and like how like how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So first is like my like part of the drive is and this will answer it like I definitely 
remember feeling like fairly lonely in high school um, until maybe like junior, senior year. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely senior year, like senior year. I, I had a great time senior year, but before then felt very lonely and like was desperate for connection. And like part of this is definitely like fulfilling like Mm -hmm. like getting connected with people who were like on the periphery of my life I didn't even know um that well until like recently because I had Emily on now I have you on and then we had Peter on like so like now I'm talking people who I actually knew Mm -hmm. but yeah, like I felt like it was it's just like fascinating to like learn about people that like you knew and like maybe you're in like youth group with or whatever, but like didn't know anything else about them. Yeah, so like mostly it was lonely and I was like very anxious and probably depressed and like and similarly like not diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Not diagnosed until fairly recently, although it's definitely a long standing issue of mine like there's a photo I was just telling someone about this the other day there's a photo from one like yearbook maybe sophomore year where it was like from the the German club where a bunch of people are hanging out and laughing and having fun and then I'm in the background looking cranky as shit sitting next <laughs> to no one um wow yeah so that <laughs> like that kind of paints a picture yeah um yeah like I don't know like if it was like super like I like it just kind of happened is mostly my impression like I -hmm. I had fun senior year before that like I don't I don't think I was like especially bullied or anything other than like the shit which I started so like whatever and yeah but mostly it just like was kind of sad and lonely and just and then I started playing Dungeons and Dragons and it was less sad and lonely nice are you wearing a a blood pressure monitor on your finger it's a yeah it's a pulse ox because I have pneumonia (laughs) so I'm kind of always checking it 92 which isn't great it's not bad but it's not great what is the uh what's on the the doctor's orders for pneumonia is it just like rest at home yeah rest at home i started physical therapy today which you already know and i have a steroid inhaler mm-hmm. how how is it treating you how is it going i've been I alone in my room for 45 days mm. it's brutal. yeah that's really intense it's brutal but i've got i've been going to recovery meetings on zoom three days three times a day two to three times a day oh, nice. um so now i'm friends with a lot of moms who smoke weed but don't do any other drugs anymore <laughs> it <laughs> fucking rules i love them so much um, that's fun weed moms yes we we love the weed moms and they love when i call them the weed moms too and they've adopted <laughs> the weed mom same. Oh, it's a cute nickname. Yeah. From a, a hip mil- millennial. <laughs> yeah, but mostly it's it sucked. Um, but I also started another podcast and that has taken that gate that has like that and the meetings gave me a lot of like 
structure and focus and something to work on and people to talk to and stuff um, that literally probably saved my life in getting through this because I isolation is such a huge trigger for me Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was isolated for more than a month so Mm -hmm. it was tough Um, Mm -hmm. like the sickness was like not so bad I mean there like there was you know like since I got COVID twice like twice there was like a day or two that were like pretty scary but like because oxygen was low or I was like my fever was really high or like whatever but I never got quite so bad enough I had to go to the hospital so it mostly just was like mostly like my most of my complaints are just being lonely and not being able to work well, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind not being able to work, but not being able to have money come in is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. After two years of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just had a breakup in like November, like, so like, I don't know, like one of my closest like relationships, like ended and changed and whatever so like to go from that and then to be alone for for like that long is brutal mm-hmm. mm. what is your other podcast about uh mental health and recovery oh nice yeah got three episodes out. is it also uh, is it also on spotify yeah it's called clown hospital Oh, I've seen it. It's yes. been suggested to me. I didn't know that was you. Nice. Yeah, on Instagram, probably. Yep. That's me. Got three episodes out, 10 recorded. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to release all of them because the one I just added to the person was like, don't release this. <laughs> mm. Mm. But that, that's that been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Is this the beginning of your life as a podcaster and editor? Is this it? Maybe. Is I kind of I kind of hope it is cuz I don't want to <laughs> have a real job ever again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That's awesome. Like yeah. If, yeah, if I could just get some Patreon money and then like pay my guests cuz that's something I really really want to be able to do mm. and can't do right now. Um and I will back pay. Um but um like if I just can just get disability and then some like supplement that with like a very modest like patreon income that doesn't exceed like the Mm. income limits of someone with on disability Mm -hmm. um that sounds pretty that sounds pretty nice yeah or we can figure out ways to launder you money yeah do that yeah (laughs) or i could write porn yes that I don't want to do that (laughs) I it would be interesting if I like wrote something now and then read an old one to like like talk about like you were saying like how it's like a window into like the psyche Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah you should do one like every make one like every five years or something yeah, like, you know, like, every <laughs> new year, people are like, oh, like, post a photo of you from 10 years ago. I'm going to post, yeah. I'm going to post an erotica from 10 years ago, and then erotic fiction from now. That's amazing. Wow. The growth of your erotic world. <laughs> <laughs> 
hopefully it just gets better and better. Hopefully. We'll see. Oh my god. This is such an unhinged episode. It's great. <laughs> the mat- maturization of Sadie's sexual mm. mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now that you said that sentence, <laughs> do you have any other questions? Um, do I have any other questions? No, I don't have any other questions. Um, but I think your project is very cool and thank you for um, letting me be a part of it because it was Hell a good yeah. time. So happy to have you. This is probably yeah, going to be the longest on. episode. Ooh, <laughs> Although I'm also yeah. editing. I'm, like, I'll, I am editing the pervert All the stuff. gossip out. Yes. Not all the pervert yes. stuff. Definitely mm. we're keeping the cum stuff in. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, there is a respectable amount of pervert stuff you know that keeps it from being egregious so gotta walk that yeah, line yeah I, we didn't talk about having sex at anyone's house yeah oh yeah we've mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot more lax with the the standards of what's in the show since we started when we first started yeah. we were like no names keep it yeah. like on uh, <laughs> like on script yeah. and well especially because especially now we record like once a month so it's like yeah. mm-hmm. it's so much more just like because i said some unhinged shit during peter's too um <laughs> if i if i was in a mood that day for whatever reason and like yeah because like i don't know someone said something about semen and then i was like Speaking of semen, do you have any like high school crushes or romantic relationships? <laughs> Great segue. Perfect. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. All right. Um, <laughs> cool. Thanks for coming on. I had a fucking blast. Um, yeah, me too. It yeah. was nice to meet you, Mike. Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I we didn't know who know who each other were. I know. I thought I knew everyone like at Nazareth. I was hiding in the locker room. You didn't get to yeah. see me. <laughs> Sorry Mike about was it. Mike, apparently Mike was hiding in the locker room too. You guys just weren't in the same locker room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I thought I was badass with what I was doing in the locker room, but Mike, <laughs> you were doing it in the locker room. That's that's the real tea. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I actually was doing that <laughs> just just not just not in the high school, just other places. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, damn, yeah. did they get the wrong mic? Like <laughs> <gasps> what if that's the secret to the rumor? Maybe. I I well, think... he said in the email that he was a hundred percent certain it was me. Yeah. And hmm. some other guy, but he wouldn't say who the other person was. I was like, all right, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know we, we all know it was Steve Barr. That's why he didn't go yeah. to the wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. You can't see you yeah, with we someone used to, else. We used to take showers together. I mean, yep. who else would it be? Wow, were you guys teammates <laughs> on some sort of uh sports activity? No, they just had first no. block gym class. Ah. Uh, so I didn't want to be yeah. sweaty all day. People are Fair. weird about taking showers, and it's just, I don't know. It was never weird for me, but playing hockey, like, that's what we always did. Hmm. You'd be, like, drenched. So, you know, once we turned, like, 13, like, or you can't drive in a car for an hour and a half home. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was normal. But I understand people, you know, people have different tolerances for different things. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I feel like I just have to end it like three times because you just keep talking. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, yes. Yeah. Give me a heads up when it's um, posted so I can listen. Will do. Will do. Um, yeah. I've never heard myself speak at length before. So this should be this, a really great cringe experience. It's definitely going to be a roller coaster. Part about mm. the first one that I edited. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah the first one's funny because we were we were chatting beforehand and we're totally fine and then as soon as we hit record we both forgot what mm. what english was like we're in mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah. well i look forward to hearing it um oh, yeah. yeah have a happy fun weekend hell yeah i'm gonna try yeah you too um if you would like to follow us on instagram that is Naz Shit Show 2010. And <laughs> if you want to send us an email, which at this point I can't imagine anyone doing because <laughs> basically no one has. Well, they have just like not for a while. Um, that is high school reunion shit show at gmail.com. And with that, we say XOXO Gossip Girl. Come on the show. Come on the show. <laughs> Please, Andrew Budsock, we want to hear from you. Uh, You're so cool.